Good evening, TDN listeners. Welcome to this weekend interview on TDNradio.net. I'm your host, Anthony Drago, although I like to think of myself as a guide. I guide you through one hour every Wednesday from 8 p.m. to 9 p.m. Uh, this weekend interview is a production of TDN Radio, and we, we, we pick up contemporary topics. And I bring them to you, hopefully, from a different angle. And uh, hope, and then my hope is that I can spur you into action at the end of the hour. So welcome, welcome back. I, this is a highlight of my week, and I thank you for making TDN this weekend interview a part of your weekly schedule. I I really appreciate the fact that you have this slot on your on your weekly agenda to spend the hour with me. I really appreciate that. I don't take it for granted ever and if tonight is the first time that you're listening to this weekend interview welcome i hope you i hope you like the program i i i last for the last few weeks i have been asking the listeners to to invite at least one person five people not one if each person invites five people to to listen to this weekend interview we will grow our audience because i think the show has matured to where there's so many relevant things that we present on this week in interview that if we have enough of a big audience and, every, and, and, and most of us take action based on what we learn, we can make a difference. So if you did not invite your five, you can, you can take time out and, and text them or call them and tell, hey, this week's interview is on. Would you please listen? And let's try to grow the audience. I appreciate, I appreciate you for, for doing that. Tonight I'm back in one of my, what can be described as my favorite topic. We're going to talk politics. Uh, uh, most people who are from Dominica know that the Labour Party had their de- quote-unquote delegates conference uh, at Wesley in Dominica, London Dairy in Dominica, on Sunday gone, and the Prime Minister Roosevelt Skerritt took that occasion to present the lineup of the Labour Party candidates who are going to contest the elections with him as the leader when he does call the next elections. Uh, Labour Party fielded candidates in every constituency. So that's, that's going to be the topic of our, of our discussion tonight. But before we jump into that, you know I always like to play the CARICOM anthem. I think it gives good representation to us as a people. So let me do that now. And when we come back, we're going to jump into the um, discussion of of elections in Dominica, the Dominica Labour Party list of candidates, and we uh, and on all of what the implications. We're going to try to analyze it a little bit, and what implications there may be if we if we look at the list more than just on the surface. We peel it back a little bit, unpack it a little bit, and and see what that is about. Let's listen to Mikel do the character and them. And we'll be right back. From many distant lands, our forefathers came. Some seeking adventure, some bound in chains. Through battles waged and fought, through victory and by test of their courage, our freedom was gained. 
such a beautiful job with um, the CARICOM anthem. And so as I, as I promised you, as we spoke about before, before the break, uh, tonight we are going to talk about the election, the pending election, the forever pending election in, um, in Dominica. The, the Labour Party, the ruling party in Dominica has been in power since 2000. The they won the election against the incumbent United Workers Party in 2000 um, in what most people described as a surprise 
a surprise result. Um, there seemed to have been some collaboration between the Dominican Freedom Party at the time and the Dominican Labour Party, and they were able to out the United Workers Party. That's in, in 2000. And since that time, United Workers Party has not successfully con um, contested an election in Dominica. In that time, uh, Dominica saw the um, leadership change in most unfortunate circumstances from Roosevelt Douglas to Pierre Charles and then to Roosevelt Skerritt, the current um, Prime Minister of Dominica. And Roosevelt Skerritt, um, the Honorable Roosevelt Skerritt has been able to, to maintain the reins of government in Dominica um, for the past, I think, 15 going on 16 years. And elections are constitutionally due in Dominica, I think, sometime in March or so of 2020. So there's about another year to go bef before um, the elections must be called ac according to the Constitution. Although the Government, the incumbent government has the, the privilege to call total a control as to exactly when election is going to be called within that time frame. So that is usually a very strategic advantage um, because, of course, if you have the, the luxury of being able to call the election at, at a given date, then you, of course, would think that you would get all your docs in a row, get all your stuff in order, and then call the elections and try to to um, find the opposition forces napping. And so it's, it's sort of like a cat and mouse game. I know for sure there were, in 2018, there were easily three or four dates that were put up there when everybody was speculating that elections were going to, call, to be called and, and it never was, and the various reasons that were floated for that. But nonetheless, um, elections... Are pending, and the, and the Dominican Labour Party is um, ready, so to speak, because they filled the list of 21 candidates. And and if for those of you who missed it, um, the 21 candidates that they filled uh, were um, Petit Savan, starting the south, Petit Savan, Marva Williams, uh, Grand Bay, Edward Regis. Soufrier, Pointe-Michel, Dennis Charles, Rosa South, Sherika Hippolyte, Rosa Central, Melissa Skerritt, um, Rosa North, Joseph Isaac, Rosa Valley, McIntyre. There is an incumbent who is calling McIntyre, but... Um, his brother, Irving McIntyre, is the one that's the incumbent for the Labour Party. Uh, in Maho, Canefield, we have Rayburn Blackmore. In St. Joseph, Dr. Addis King. Nichols Esprin Salisbury. Collier constituency is Catherine Daniel, incumbent. Portsmouth, incumbent Ian Douglas. Cottage, Reginald Austri, Vekas, Rosalind Paul. In, in, in Vekas, I mean, I'm sorry, Roosevelt Skerritt as a Prime Minister in Pebush, Rosalind Paul. 
in Wesley, Fidel Castro. Marigot is interesting uh, because the prime the Labour Party announced um, a young lady by the name of um, I mean a Charles girl, and um, she withdrew. She withdrew the following. She withdrew the following day. She withdrew her name. Uh, so there's nobody as yet who, who currently in Marigot. Uh, in the Carib Terricalinago territory, Cozier uh, Fedrick. In Castlebruce, Octavia Alfred. In Grandfond, Greta Roberts. Kent Edwards. In La Plaine. So, so what was presented was a, was a field of of twenty one candidates, which is now boiled down to to twenty. Um, and some interesting observations about the list. It's a, it's a slit of of a lot of women. I know when the observers from the OAS. One of the recommend observed the last couple of elections, the last few elections. One of the things that they spoke about in terms of recommendation, where we could improve, was that we could try to field more female candidates to to try to have a more a more representative um, group of of parliamentarians. And um, the Labour Party announced ten female candidates. Uh, which has been reduced to nine, so that's interesting. We we want to go into that a little bit and uh, a little later um, to to try to clarify, you know, what 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 might that mean? You know, if out of twenty one seats, you announced ten candidates, almost half of the field of female candidates. The the other interesting fact, which is which is the premise that I want to explore in detail. And in depth, uh, as well, is that the field has uh, fifteen new candidates from the last election, and out of those fifteen new candidates, you have nine of them who are current parliamentarians. Nine people who are current par parliamentarians, and so. The question that I, I, I premised um, over this, I want to pivot our discussion of tonight. The big question is if the Prime Minister, the leader of the Labour Party, decided not to rerun nine candidates, nine parliamentarians, people who currently are representatives in their constituencies. Does that mean that he doesn't have confidence in those nine? Because out of that nine, I'm only aware of Kelvadaru um, saying that he was not available to run for the next election. So nine people who, who are current parliamentarians out of the government, you have 21, 21 seats, nine of them, uh, almost half. And if you have to say, if, uh, and some of, some of the others, uh, senators. So if you have to count persons, who, people who are senators, that you could think that maybe they could pick from the senators to run in, in seats where the government did not win. For example, um, 
Mr. Tong, Robbie Tong, minister responsible for tourism, is a senator, and everybody was speculating that he, he would have been chosen as a candidate for Rosso Central. And, and that was not the case. So that's another member of government. You have to think about it that way. Um, you have uh, Miriam Blanchard also, who played a, a, a role in government and, and decided not to, not to have a run again. So more than half of the, of the current administration was overlooked by the, by the prime minister, by the leader of the party, in his selection of candidates to run in the next election. So if we have to interpret that, that he does not have the confidence in, in, in these folks, in, in their current ability to, to convince the people to vote for them, either because of who they are or, or, the, or their performance or their results of, 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 of their attempts to govern. And the Prime Minister, by him overlooking them or passing them over, is indicating a lack of confidence in those people. The question that I ask is, could that lack of confidence in these people be translated to mean a lack of confidence in the majority of people that form the current government? Question one. Question two. So if, if, the, if there is that lack of confidence in more than half of the people in the current government, by the leader of that government, do we have a situation where there should be a move of no confidence in the government? I don't think that's a stretch. I don't think by any means that that, that is an unreasonable uh, position or, or that I am making too much of a leap from one um, situation to the next and drawing conclusions from the sky. If you you have to believe that the Prime Minister is going to put his best people forward. And those are people who've been working with him for, for years now. They are, they are available. But he passed over them to select other people, new people, new blood. That is an indication of lack of confidence in those people. I, I hope you agree with me. Because if he, was conf if he had confidence in them, he would be selecting them to run with him. And that lack of confidence, therefore, has to translate into a lack of confidence in the government in their ability to run the affairs of the country. And if you have that lack of confidence to run the affairs of the country in more than half of the people who are currently in government, do we have, I, I guess you cannot call it a Brexit moment because we're not Britain, but, a, but some kind of brick in government where we can say there seemed to be a lack of confidence in the, in the, in the government of Dominica to handle the affairs of the country and therefore somebody should move to parliament and move a vote of no confidence in the government. And that is my premise tonight, uh, folks. That is, that is the question I'm asking. I, um, I welcome your calls if you want to participate in the conversation. I welcome your calls. The, the number you can call in is 617-372-0107. I, 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 I would like to hear what your, what your take on that is. Whether you, you support the premise, whether you, you, you 
you don't support the premise, whether you think that that is not a valid argument or a valid conclusion, whether you think it's total nonsense, call if you if you if you want to participate in the discussion. Six one seven three seven two zero one zero seven. That so that, so that that is the main question that we want to answer. That's the main question we want to answer tonight. Is there is there room in Dominica? Is Dominica environment the political environment in Dominica ripe for a vote of no confidence in the Labour Party government that is led by Roosevelt Skerritt, which would which would, would be in keeping with the with our interpretation, if our reading of the people that the Prime Minister choose to contest the next election with. Uh, and who, he, more importantly, who he chose not to run the contest the next election with. The other, the other major thing that that we that I want to look at, and I hope I get your feedback on that, is the number of women. Is it an admirable thing that the Labour Party announced? 10 women to contest the next election is the fact that they are women in and of itself a good thing I, I, I think we have a we have a call on the line so let's go let's go on the line and take this call a caller good evening you are on this week in interview welcome well thank you for taking my call yes caller appreciate the call <laughs> definitely <laughs> uh, yeah I mean uh, I, I guess you 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 heard the question that I'm posing, and and so go ahead. Let, let me hear your thoughts. Man, I, I, yeah, I've been listening. Um, I don't know. You know, I agree with you. Yes, I agree that um, maybe this is a good time to uh, attempt. hold a no-confidence vote against the Prime Minister, yes. But, to be honest, I think if you could essentially, you know, include every other of the, every other cabinet member or government minister in the, in the no-confidence, then that, that would make, you know, that would make, make it a, a whole lot more sense. That would make a whole lot more sense because no, no. But you're talking about you're talking about a, a successful vote of no confidence. Yeah, I, know. I, I, I'm, I know. I'm not even going as to whether it's successful or not. I'm just saying that. Yeah. Is there enough indication? Is there enough indication of no confidence in the ability of the Labour Party to con to, to administer the government that uh, a vote of no confidence is? How would you say it is? Is fitting? Is in order? It's warranted. Warranted. Yeah, warranted. Okay. So here's here's my trend of thought on that idea. On that. First of all, this should have happened maybe a year or two ago, maybe even ten years ago. We should have had a vote of no confidence in this well, well, particular administration. I've been still. No, 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 no. But 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 here's the thing, right? If even if like you say, even if they do their attempt, it probably it it wouldn't get it wouldn't get passed. They would, you know, no one would will care. Mm -hmm. But but here's here's the thing. 
what happened at their quote unquote, which was which was billed as a as a delegate conference, which turned out to be a political meeting or a political rally to announce candidates. To me, you have to separate that because that is a party politics issue. That is not and should not be a government related issue. I get what you're saying that that the the fact that the prime minister decides to to ditch on most of his current um, uh, members for in, 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 in to replace them with a whole bunch of, of guys says that he does not have confidence in those guys or, or these people. But the, the, the other thing we have to remember that we're dealing with, with in Dominica, most people say when they vote for, they're not voting for those particular ministers. They are voting in particular for scary. So that means it doesn't matter who he brings. Those people, once they vote for him, well, they will vote for most of the people he brings because they are voting for him to be prime minister. Okay. So, you know. All right. So I, I take I, 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 I take line, that so. point. I take that point. I also have I also have on the line, uh, you know, constant um, listener regular on the this weekend interview. I have Alvin on the line as mm-hmm. well. Alvin. Um, Jump in here. Uh, you you heard the, you heard the you heard the question and you heard the first response that I got from the listener. Um, uh, those of you who are um, regular listeners to TDN will not recognize Sam's voice. Is Sam Sam on the line? Um, Alvin, go ahead. Jump in and let, let me hear hey, what your hey. what your take on this is. Hey Tony, what's up, man? What's up? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm good. Good night to you. Hey Sam, what's up, man? I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay, Good. listening as usual. Mm-hmm. Not every time I I call in. Most of the times I listen without calling. But tonight I I say, well, let me just put my little uh, this is my little five cents or ten cents. <laughs> <laughs> um, there are a couple of issues there, and I I see where Sam is going, but there are a couple of issues which I I I I would want to 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 to, to um put forward to, mm-hmm. to prepare. Um, first of all, I think as Sam said, there's a distinction between the, the, the government and the political party in a way based on, on what I think you're putting forward. Having said that though, I think I see exactly where you're coming from. And as I may have told you before, in, in a society where you have a mature electorate where most of the people, because Sam, Sam alluded to that, um, and what he said is true, that most of the people will vote. They tell you they're voting for Skerritt. They are voting for John in, in John Brown or whoever it is in PD7 or whoever. I'm voting for Skerritt. Um, but I think you're right. Clearly, if you're telling me that you're moving into an election and you have more than 50% of your candidates a not person who contested with you in the last election, it can be construed or it can be seen as a lack of confidence in the individuals to carry that seat. And, and I want to clarify, From not only, Alvin, I'm jumping here to say, not only is it that it's not people that contested with you in the last election, those are people who are currently part of the government. That's right. the point. That's the exactly. point I'm stating. On. Those so, are people so, who are currently part of the government. Both people who right. won the election and people who are nominated as senators. So, so it clearly indicates that some lack of confidence. So that brings me to the other to the other question. 
and I think you may have mentioned it somehow when you were, were, were speaking. What is the what is the process in terms of selecting an individual to run in a particular constituency? Because it it seems to be said that some people, some constituents were not aware of who was going to represent them. Which brings me back to what Sam was saying earlier. But I mean, no, no, I, 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 we can have all of the discussion later. I want to talk about the part of the no confidence specifically. Okay. Well, well, I, I, well, I, I, I don't want to talk about whether the people, I, uh, because obviously he's picking people that he thinks people will vote for, or whether Sam is correct that it doesn't matter who goes up, people are going to vote because in Dominica we have a prime minister election, not an election by constituency. People voting for the prime minister. That all of that, given given all of that, what I am saying is that if you if we if we take a, a look of this thing a twenty thousand feet view of this thing, all right, there's a government in office. If that government is in office and that and that government is performing well, and the people who are currently form that government is performing well. The, the 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 conclusion is that the electorate will be satisfied mostly with these people as, uh, and they have them. the benefit of incumbency and people will vote want to them vote people. them back in. I agree right. with you. Now, agree when, with when you. the Prime Minister is willing to give up the advantage of incumbency in more than half of the people who form the government, that indicates a lack of confidence in those people. And since more okay. than half of those people form the government... Should can we can we translate that into a lack of confidence in the government by the prime minister himself? So Tony, let me let me if you don't mind, let me jump in there quickly. Go ahead. Sam. I want to uh -huh. yeah, go ahead. I want to add something, Alvin. Pay attention. Yeah, go ahead. Remember, remember that the prime minister didn't didn't simply make that choice in isolation, and I'll tell you why. Because their own internal, and, and never mind the fact that they won the, those, those are the same team of people who won the election in 2014 and even um, 2009 to an extent. Not all of them, but most of them. But remember, after Hurricane Maria hit and the way they handled the recovery, the distribution of, of, the, of the relief and everything, after that, Alex Bruno did a poll which suggested that the people want change, that Dominicans want change. And they had, that the, 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 the citizenry themselves, the voters didn't have confidence in the current, uh, their power reps, essentially. The Labour Party's own internal polling, and they were, they were all up in arms of that, saying, Alex, you don't believe PP Alex, and who didn't pay Alex when paying him, and blah, blah, blah. They bash Alex. While they were publicly bashing Alex, they were privately running their own internal polls, which ended up matching, for the most part, Alex's results. And that is the basis of the Prime Minister's decision to replace those guys, his, his current team. Well, well, uh, at yeah. Least that's part of the part of the. Well, that's part of the. But I think, but I think, Sam, what Tony is 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 getting no. to. Yeah, I know. I I, I get yeah. what he's getting to, yeah. and and I, like I said, I agree with him, but only up to a, a certain extent. 
I don't necessarily think that you can translate, not on its own. You cannot take what happened, their decision to replace. They could have, he could have replaced everybody. But you can't really take that, at least not directly. It, you may construe that. Yes, you may say, well, it, it, it looks that way. But I don't think you can take it and, and directly link it to the administration and say that proved that, that, that you shouldn't have confidence in the government. Obviously, I'm not, I mean, anyone who knows me knows that I have absolutely no confidence in those guys, especially the Prime Minister Dominica, even before he was sworn in. So, so just <laughs> at the announcement of his, he becoming Prime Minister Dominica, the first thing I said was Dominica is going to regret that. And plenty of my friends will tell you that. I said that. Um, Will Smith's movie, um, uh, I, Robot, in there he has a line that I, I will never forget. He always said, he says, somehow I told you so, just doesn't quite say it. That applies here. But going back to your question, I, I, I agree with you that they should, they should table no confidence motions against this government, against this administration. They should have been doing that every time parliament is seated, even if it doesn't, the speaker doesn't allow it. That's what the, the opposition should have been doing. But I don't think you can link the two things. You can't take those two things. You can't okay. make that directly. <laughs> I've been jumping. I've been, let, let well, me hear what you I've been, well, well, I, I mean, I, I hear what you're saying, Sam. But again, if I go back and I'm just trying to, I mean, I'm trying to. It, it, I, I guess what Tony's trying to say, well, I don't want to say what he's trying to say. But, but what I think is coming across is based on based on the selection of the candidates that the prime minister did mm -hmm. it it it's an indictment on him of a lack of confidence i think that yeah. is what it is now mm -hmm. as to whether or not we can take it or the or or the parliament to the opposition can take it one step further and table uh, a motion of no confidence is a completely different matter. But I think clearly, if you're saying to me that, what's his name, Dr. Kenneth Zaru in Tisavan is not a good candidate to go up, mm -hmm. from, from what we know, just public knowledge, that is, unless we can be told otherwise, Dr. Kenneth Zaru hasn't said that. He does not give any indication. It hasn't been been out there that any indication that he doesn't plan or he didn't want to run again. Then mm -hmm. you have Colin McIntyre, also a young guy, not running again. He's a minister. Drago, not running again. And I mean, you could go down the list. Um, mm -hmm. Robbie Tong. Robbie Tong, for example. Take Robbie Tong, for example. Robbie Tong is a young businessman in Rozo, from Rozo. Robbie Tong, Father Curtis Tong, has been a businessman in Rozo for well over 30, almost 40 years, if not more, in business. Robbie has been in business with his father as an entrepreneur, as a businessman from Rozo, is a minister for tourism. Um, Robbie was a member of Rotaract. I mean, involving the community, involving everything, a young man, one would have thought that a candidate for Rosa Central would have been Robbie Tong. 
Okay, so Alvin, Alvin, I listen did. to me, Amy. Oh. And we're going to move on in a while. Okay? When, when we take a candidate and we present a candidate to a constituency and tell them, I want you to vote for this guy to represent you in government. Okay? And people, people agree with you and they believe you. And they choose that candidate to represent them. You will say, if that person does a good job of representing me, I will vote for him the next time. The most, yes. the, the, that is the report card that we have for, for a member of government. Okay? Yeah. Right. If, if I don't vote for you, it means that I think you did not do a good job. That is true. Right. No. When the prime minister is looking to select people to represent the party, or whoever it is, whether it's delegates or the prime minister, whatever the process by which they arrive at that person, and the prime minister looks at that person and says, you know what? I cannot send up Johnson Drago again in Casabras because Johnson Drago most likely will not win. That's an admission, admission that Johnson Drago did not do a good job in his role as a parliamentary representative for Casabras. Okay? Mm-hmm. Now, when that happens in more than oh, half unless of Unless Johnson Drago says he don't want to run again. No, 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 but that, that's a different matter. We haven't heard that. But what I'm saying is that when you pass up on Johnson Drago or Peter Saint-Jean or, or any one of those people and you say that the people will not vote for him, you say that his performance in government has not merited, has, hasn't inspired the confidence in you for that people will re-elect him. Yeah. And when you make that case in more than half of the people that form your government, what does that mean? It means that you believe that more than half of the people are, do not have the confidence of the people anymore. And that's literally what a vote of no confidence means. It means that the people no longer have confidence that you, the current people in government right now can represent them and, and, and form an effective government. If that is not no confidence, what else is no confidence? I mean, we look we looked at the news recently, and just because Theresa May could not get Parliament to successfully vote on a Brexit deal, the next day there was a vote of no confidence in in, in her administration right. or in her as Prime Minister. So that is the case. I am saying that clearly, clearly, the Prime Minister is presenting a case to the people of Dominica to tell them that I have a group of guys with me in government that I don't think are doing a good job representing you. And as a result, I don't think you are going to I re-elect them. People, so I therefore, I am picking state, new people to run. New slate of people. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and I and like, like I said, guys, I agree with all of that. And Tony, like I said, I agree. With Where should you agree? Where is the but? Where is the but? But uh, yeah, the but is that it's not going to happen. Uh, yeah. I never mind. It's not going. Ne- never mind that it's not going to be successful. And I don't know if it's not going to be successful because. But they are not going to. But but they but, won't. but but listen. What I'm saying is that politics have no friends. Politics have strategic alliances. Right. And 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 you know we know that a lot of people, uh, uh, leaders, control. Their their dong line um, delegates, if you want to call them that, or, or parliamentarians, by uh, having that stick over their head, you know, you're part of the government, and therefore, 
you, you know, if you if you stray, if you vote against us in, in the House and whatever and whatever, we're going to withdraw the privilege from you of being in government. But yeah, now but that now that is no you, now it, that you've already taken that out, who knows if these guys are not gr- disgruntled enough? But but here's the question. I mean, you have seen people yeah. cross the floor all the time. Julius was UWP. He moved to UWP. Isaac, I'm Isaac just went. Isaac moved across. So that's again, not unusual. Here's the question, though. We're forgetting how do, we do not know what internal discussions these guys had with their prime minister before he made it. Yeah, but, but but I think although Sam, he's, Sam... Although he's, 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 he's devious and blatant enough to just do whatever he wants, but who knows what kind I'm of... Saying, I'm saying that Sam, that is not Sam. relevant. I'm saying that that is not relevant right. at this point in time. I'm saying that I, I, I would want my leader of the opposition to represent me and say, listen... I think the Prime Minister has lost confidence in more than half of his government and therefore we should follow his lead and declare no confidence in the government. That's all I'm saying. I see where you're coming from. I see. I mean, whether or not, whether or not there may or may not be discussion, um, because at the end of the day, the leader of the party have a certain level of persuasion. Mm-hmm. As Prime Minister, you have a certain level of persuasion as, as leader of the party, as political leader. But I think, I, I think the point Tony is making, which I tend to agree, is that on the surface of it, given given the slate and given, as you say, so many of the um, incumbent who are in cabinet as ministers or either as senators were not seen as part of the chosen group, mm-hmm. clearly comes across as an indictment that, hey, guys, I don't think Peter Sejan can run Laplin and win again. I don't think Robbie Tong can run Rosa Central and win. I don't think Drago can run Cassie Bruce and win. I don't think um, Colin McIntyre can run in the Valley and win. I don't think, um, what's the other one? Robbie Tong can run Rosa and win. And on and on. Okay, so, so Alvin, I'm, go- I'm going to jump in there and add one more, one, more, one more ingredient into the pot. Okay? Especially when we look at the slate of candidates that he presents... Okay, not not to denigrate anybody, but we don't they they don't come with stellar resumes. They they don't and, come and, with they don't come but, with stellar resumes that, where you can look at the justification and say, listen, but you know he he wants to take the country to the next level, so therefore he's presenting a group a new group of people because this set of fellas, <laughs> you know, they take it this far. So we have a new team that's going to take it to the next level, right? And not only that, that, that is not, not being that. presented. Before you jump in, so therefore, therefore, I want us to talk a, a bit about the selection, specifically the selection of Melissa Skerritt, the wife of the Prime Minister, to run in Roseau Central, arguably one of the most important seats in the country, the commercial center, the business center, the seat of government, everything is located in Roseau Central. The selection of Melissa Skerritt to run in Roseau over Joseph Isaac, who was who was available on his team, who is the current parlor rep there. Robbie Tong, as you indicated, who is a businessman in Roseau and his family has a lot of business ties. Um, Sam, 
I'm going to come to you first and then Alvin because I know Alvin that is your constituency <laughs> so I'm going to come to you second well, if you talk about okay. Melissa Skerritt and if you want to expand it into what you think of the caliber of the people that he's replacing the, he's, right. the incumbents well, with Okay, so I I don't necessarily believe in uh, a, a candidate, a particular candidate, not being able to run for a seat because they lack experience. I, I don't necessarily believe that because everyone has to start somewhere. But first of all, uh, the, the the PM nominating his wife or announcing his wife to run in Roseau Central is part of his long-term plan. As that, if you remember, oh, you knew that. Well, he said it long time ago. You know, he said that he wanted really? he would rather stay in office until his uh, his sons can take over. So, mm. you know, it, it, just as assuming that's part of his long term plan. So, um, you know, that would be uh, that would be in keeping with what he said. He said it publicly. You know, until uh, even up to Dimitri. Um, so they're basically trying to create their own family dynasty, I guess, like the Bushes or something. But so that goes back to my earlier point that in Dominica currently, people do not vote based on candidate experience, even temperament. They don't. They don't care necessarily care what the person is selling them. What they what they what the representative is selling. They are voting for the PM because they love their PM. So in order for their PM to be to win and be their PM, they will vote for whoever he puts up, giving as many seats as possible. And that also goes back to a point you made that about Robbie Tang being a young man, being an experienced businessman and have all the credentials to, 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 to possibly make a good candidate for us. But here's the, here's the, my question. If that were true and Dominicans voted based on merit, based on the person's uh, experience or, or how well they have done for the community or whatever the case may be, or even the nation, Thompson Fountain would have been come, you know, uh, you know, accusations notwithstanding, he would have been the power program for the Grand for Constituency, based on all the work he has he has done from a young man to help Dominica and to help Dominicans and help even Grand for folks and their kids. And yet he didn't he didn't get it. So while those things are important. But it's not important enough to them. Okay, so Alvin, Alvin, well, what, what well, is your take well, on Melissa Skerritt? Well, well, let's put it this way. I mean, let, let me use a sports analogy, if I may. If, if when you're drafting and the NBA is drafting, clearly, if you're drafting and you want to put a team together, and there are certain individuals who are available or who are on the team, you'd want to have a LeBron James, uh, you'd have a, to want you'd have the best, yeah, exactly, on your team to win the NBA title. And you'd want somebody with experience. You'd certainly want to have LeBron on your team, and 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 you know, and and some of these guys that have Kobe the experience. And so forth. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So similarly in politics, I would think that if Rosa Central being such a key constituent and a key seat, and you have somebody in your government right now serving as a minister of tourism, someone who I believe. I know Robbie personally, someone who I believe that has the credential. Robbie has all the credentials. And like Tony say, 
I don't want to. I don't want to stay here this evening and try to belittle anybody or say, well, this person does that, but that person does now. Right. That, it would yeah, seem exactly. to me. It would seem to me that if you're going to run a, a, a government and you're going to you're going to put up candidates, and given where Dominica is and where you want to take Dominica to the next level, you would want people with a certain level of experience as well to come in there with you. So clearly, clearly, but well, clearly, you would want a Robiton. And I don't see what, unless, as I said, there is information which I don't have available or has not been made available, where Robbie might have said, you know what, boy, I'm not interested in, in, in moving further or running or, or whatever the case might be. Mm. Which, again, might suggest itself because again Robbie's a young guy Robbie's not someone to say in his 60s or something that say you know boy i've served i've done two terms three terms i think now is the time for me to step aside Robbie's a relative young guy he just done one term as a senator in there and and feel to my extent that he've done a fair show of it why would Robbie tongue not be the candidate against um the prime minister's wife and, and what, like said, what, what do you think about the fact that the Prime Minister's wife is a candidate on the well, election? Well, well, put it this way. If I was a Prime Minister, if I, Alvin, was a Prime Minister, I would find it somewhat awkward for me to have my wife running for constituency and possibly, I suppose she may have gotten get elected, sitting in the cabinet with me and in politics and in parliament, and taking just the amount of abuse that I myself is taking as a, a prime minister. I don't want that. I think as prime minister, your wife is the wife of the prime minister, certain protocols, there are certain courtesies that she would extend, that she needs to extend as wife of the prime minister. You have a function, she cuts the ribbon, she goes there, she represents Alvin, the wife. Just, just uh, for clarification, let me ask you, the, um, yeah. just for clarification's sake, if it was, if it's a woman prime minister, would you have the same objection if a husband running for office? Of course, I would. Of course, okay. I would. Okay. No, I just, of I just want to make I sure would. that people understand yeah, what would. you're saying. Yeah. Oh, seriously, I would. I would. Okay. I yeah. think, I think when you when you get to certain office, in certain offices, there are certain, um, there are certain, uh, what you call it? There are certain lines you draw. There's certain mm -hmm. protocol that goes with it. Put it this way. Take, take Charles, who's now president of the country. He's president. You tell me his wife now would decide that she's going to run for Rosso. And there's nothing wrong in, in, because she, she, she wants to run. So Clara wants to run for, for Rosso or, 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 or Emsol or Goodwill. And there's nothing wrong. So the, the wife of the president is, is in politics. The same. Yeah, it, it, does, it does, it does, it does, um, it does. You know, I have a different shade yeah. and things. Okay, so so okay. All right, so I, I, I'm, I'm fishing. I'm fishing for. I'm fishing because, for a compliment. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, I'm sorry, not tripping you. Mm -hmm. You're telling me that there is no one else in the entire Dominica slate. There is no other candidate that the prime minister could have gotten other than his wife to run. No matter how much people might say. They want her to run, which which may be true. They want her to run. They think she should run and all that. There's nobody else. <laughs> Alvin, here's the thing. You guys thinking of this logically, you know, and no one is more logical than I am. But what you're not 
what you what you are missing is again it goes back to my point i make it again for the third time that these people they, the, the the ppm knows that people are not looking necessarily at the individual candidate for the yeah but 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 having said that sam sam having said mm. that the mm. prime minister is the prime minister and he has to he has to show the example he has so even if the, the people may not whatever for whatever reason you are the prime minister you're in the office mm. and you supposed to 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 take certain action in in keeping with the office of prime minister that's the point i'm making so okay so, so I, I want to move on yeah, i want to move on because we, we we button up against the hour um yeah okay <laughs> 10 women 10 women being on the 10 women being on the slate I, I, I and before i say that i have a caller so let me go let me go to the line Caller, good evening. Welcome to this weekend interview. Um, you are you are live. Good evening. Good evening, caller. To the rest of your panel. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to play devil's advocate right here. Okay. <laughs> um, the way I look at this whole scenario, Skerritt is acting as a typical abuser. Um, all the traits are pointing that direction. I'm looking at the people that Scary decided is not running anymore. He is accustomed to getting people as his yes men, yes women. And after a while, the groomer realized these people have outgrown that stage where they can't control them anymore. So he's looking for a different crop. And all this thing about choosing women and all that, I think Scary is just calculating. He, he's not doing it in the interest of the people. And going back to um, Sam's point where he said the people, it doesn't matter who he chooses, they're going to vote for them because they're voting for Skerritt. That may be true back in 2014. But what we saw on Sunday, the reaction from the Kalinago territory, they are heading the different direction now. They are not happy with the candidates he chose to represent them. So it's not going to happen this election. So, 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 Colin, let me ask you the question. Should Skerritt be facing, Skerritt and the Labour Party government, should they be facing a vote of no confidence? Definitely they should be facing a vote of no confidence. I'm, look, I'm thinking back in 2016, right? Mm-hmm. When the Panama Papers came out mm-hmm. and when the Prime Minister of Iceland was named, he stepped down immediately, and it's because they call a vote of no confidence. Um, Kerry has done things time and time again where, you know, he escaped it. I think this is the right time. It's a perfect storm right now that they should call a motion for confidence of no... Um, motion for, for no vote confidence. For no confidence mm-hmm. against Kerry right now. All right, caller. Thank you very much. Thank you for that contribution. All right. So, um, Alvin Sam, before before the caller, I was going to ask, what do you all think on the face of it? They presented ten women, which on the face of it seems to be a good thing. Almost half of the slate being being female. We need more represent female representation in government, in principle, um, so that the representation is more reflective of the composition of the society. Um, 
what are you guys take when you look at the female candidates? Um, is that I mean, do, do you see that uh, some people are speculating that it's just a is a ploy to to win the female vote? Um, what what do you guys think of? Well, well, as you see on the face of it, it 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 looks. I mean, on the face of it, it looks good, but then you got to dig 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 deeper and ask yourself, well, the candidates that are going up. I mean, what what can you say they bring to the table? And uh, I mean, you don't just choose a woman for woman. Take just to say you choose a woman. I would want to think that if you do select a woman, that you know, you select somebody, man or woman, that could represent. So on the face of it, it looked good, but I think we have to dig, dig further and say, well, whether again, like the the, the caller said, is a question of just trying to use the women to win the votes, to win the women votes. But let me ask you all this. Do we, in Dominica, is there any such a, such thing as a, a voting demographics, you know, like they do in the U.S., you know, black voters, women voters, white college educated and non-college educated? Well, we don't, we know, we don't know what, I, the, poll, I, what I, the pollsters ask when they, when they, or what they measure. Um, mm-hmm. But I know, I know for a fact that they collect more data than you would imagine they collect on people. I know that for yeah. a fact. Yeah. So I mean, if we know those well, things, then we would we would be able to look a little bit deeper and see. Well, 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 well because Sam, here's why. Here's why. Here's why, Alvin. Before you mm-hmm. let you go. Yes. So grants for, for example, or the grants for constituency. The, the young lady of the former UWP representative is, is is going up. So we would have to check to see in each of those constituencies, whatever polling they did, where they have a, a, a woman running, uh, did those constituencies or their, their supporters in those constituencies say, well, we would prefer a woman or something to that effect. We'd have to look at that, be able to look at those numbers as well to know if if it's a ploy or if it's just if they are going with what their constituents want, uh, that's what I would think. Okay. Um, well, well, I I think two 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 questions arises there. First of all, um, well, well, the first thing is that uh, I I believe there is um, is may not be as organized, uh, structured as we have it in the U.S. Mm. where you could pinpoint and say, well, African American votes or Latino votes or what have you. Um, but clearly, from from what from what I have known, even just on just um, in in my you know um, involvement in politics back home and all of that, the women. If you have the the women who support a political person or candidate or a party, are very strong and vocal in all of the parties, whether it's labor, whether it's um, freedom, it was at the time or you know. That that so, is true. So that yeah. is that is a fact. Mm-hmm. We we have not, as we have said, been able to capture it. But women played a very a very uh, dominant role in that regard. Well, it always it, seems it, like it, women it, are, are, are a large voting bloc. Oh yeah, so oh yeah. Anyway, I mean, and, put it this yeah. way: you, if if I'm running in in Dominica, I'm going to make sure I have a group of women that will go out there for me and canvass and campaign for me. There's no doubt about it. They'll do. They do. They, they sometimes do it better than us, to be honest with you. The, <laughs> but, the other question which I think which comes to mind, 
um, which some you kind of you kind of get was getting to it. What is the process for selecting those candidates? In other words, the ten or the nine women that were selected, did they come they from the constituents? So T. Savan, for example, Pitt Savan, was it a situation where the people of Pitt Savan canvass and say, you know what, man, we, we've had enough of Daru, Kenneth Daru, we don't want him anymore. We've had enough, or we've never had a woman, or we want this woman, or we feel, you know, Mava is one of us and, thing, and we want Mava to go out. And they had their, their delegates or whatever conference they had at that local level, mm -hmm. at that local Pitt Savan level. And the right. prime minister now listen to the people's voice and say, you know what? Yeah, the people say they want Marvel, or the people say they want Jane, or the people say they want Jane in Casper. And as a result of that, came about and select. So that's why it goes back to what Tony was saying earlier. Is it just a show, or is it yeah. real? Yeah, that's what I minute to ask. And maybe just a play on the yeah. sentiments of people. So, um, shifting gears a little bit, uh, in this election is coming up. Tony, before uh -huh. you shift gears, I do want to add one thing mm -hmm. to that whole to that discussion. We also have to think that you know uh, human psychology is a little bit more complicated than we think, because just because you run a woman in a constituency doesn't mean that women are going to run run um, mm -hmm. going to vote for that person. That is true. So that's why you know I was say I was asking. You know, that's why I was saying that we need to know exactly how they come up with royal woman in a particular constituency. So, you know, I just wanted to add that little piece there. Right, right, right. That is important. Yeah. So, so uh, on its face, it's a good thing that they're more the 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 field is a little more representative of of the, of the female um, sex. But um, we we will wait and see as 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 it unfolds. And talking about that though. Um, the day after the the announcement of the candidates by the Labour Party, there was a a, a very uh, what do you say attacking um, piece of media that circulated about one of the candidates that seemed to spur her to withdraw her name from consideration from 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 the elections, and so I would like to see. It's not necessarily to say that that came from the party or any one party. However, we know that the leadership of the party, the tone of the party, is is defined by the leader of the party. So, so if your leader is somebody who respects decorum, and your leader sets a certain standard, of course, all politics have the you know, their fights and, and their denigration and whatever it is, but the level to which it, it will drop depends on the relationship that people see the two leaders have or the people or, or the executive or whatever it is have. I, I would really like to see the leader of the two parties come together and demonstrate to their followers, to their supporters, not just in words, not just saying something, a tagline in a speech, but really demonstrate, guys, we have difference of opinions. We have strong differences of opinions. We see things differently. Both of us want to win this election just as bad as the other. However, 
in the interest of the country because whoever wins have to run have a country to run so you don't want to you don't want to burn the country down in the process of winning it because then when you win it you have ashes and i think it's incumbent on the leaders of the party to find a way to come together to set a tone for their supporters to tell them fight hard and campaign hard but let's keep it to a certain level because at the end of the day all of us are dominicans that is uh, let, let's see if we can we can close the discussion talking about the tone of the election um and and how, how you know how we think we can address the the downward um pointing you know um angle that the campaign seems to be heading for I, I i wholeheartedly agree with you um you know that reminds me of um uh barack obama's campaign against hillary clinton um and even well not even john, well even john mccain to an extent but you know the campaign the primary campaign was was nastier at least from the from the the at least from the candidate it was nastier among the Democrats than it was between Obama and John McCain. John McCain even stood up for Obama at one point. So, you know, when 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 the Clinton campaign was going down in the gutter, you know, throwing everything at, at the, but the kitchen sink, or including the kitchen sink at him, he refused to go down that road. And I think one, that's probably one of the reasons why people gravitated towards him. So... You can campaign hard and you can campaign vigorously, but at the same time, we still have to remember that at the end of the day, the person you finish campaigning against has to live in the same country as you or will continue to live there. So I agree. You have to try and keep the campaign as amicable or as out, out of the gutter as possible. Um, you know, you can't, you know, simply, and, and, and it is, you're right, it is up to the two leaders to come together and not just say it, but show it. Because actions always speak louder than words. Show that well, we can. Uh, yeah, well, what I would say on that, though, is, is I, I see it even differently in, in a way, because I, I think when you take into account our whole cultural um background, if they may call it that. Dominica is a small island, small society, small community. And the other day I was speaking with a friend and um, we just, you know, casually was, was speaking or whatever, whatever. And throughout the conversation, I discovered that this individual was related to me. Was my second cousin or third cousin, whatever it was, uh, my Aunt and whatever, uh, aunt and aunt, whatever, whatever. <laughs> Your name and child. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, that is what you have in Dominica, right? I mean, if you if you go back, you will see the kind of connections and relationships. Yeah, I mean, is. most people in Dominica is two, three, four brothers. Yeah. So it's not like the United States yeah. where somebody in Chicago and somebody in California you don't know that person, whatever, whatever, whatever. Yeah. It's, it's Different in Dominica, right? So exactly and, what I'm saying that we and, yeah, and, that's that's the so you're right. So I'm saying what I'm trying to say, therefore, is that at the end of the day, as Tony is saying, we we need to recognize that, 
and and yeah, the both parties mean well or ones well, but we are so connected with each other, and even if you extend it on the political level itself, I mean, a couple of months ago, Isaac contested the UWP state. He stepped out and he joined the Labour Party. Mm-hmm. Julius Timothy ran on UWP. He left, he joined the Labour Party. You know, Charles Savre no, was party. Freedom Party. The Freedom Party joined the Labour Party. So you see what I'm saying? So so what sense does it make for you now to get on all this kind of smells and what have you? And three months, six months, a year later, you 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 ride across on the other side, the person you were smearing. But and I'll having, just... yeah, having no, said ahead. that, having said that too, I I think um um those of us who may not be um um I I was trying to come across in terms of. The, the the thing that was said about this young lady and all of that, which I don't think we need to go into, but we got to be careful ourselves what we say about each other. Mm-hmm. I think we have to be extremely careful what we say and how we, you know, we we make those comments about each other. Well, because yeah. So, at the end of the day, as, as scriptures say, he who have not seen, send the first stone. Right. You know? Exactly. He who have exactly. not seen, send the first stone. We mm-hmm. all... Are sinners in the eyes of God in some shape or form, so we should be embarking on those kind of things and and be even a part of disseminating it. But having mm-hmm. said that, we all related in some shape or form. And at the end of the day, when it does settle down, you're still a third cousin, you're still my cousin, you're still my nene, you're still my uncle, you see whatever, whatever it is. <laughs> well, so, sorry, you know, so, <laughs> okay. Um, electoral reform. Never mind the distraction. Well, not really a distraction, but the fact that the Labour Party have put their field of candidates forward, and which means that they're moving full steam ahead towards the next election. There is a call for electoral reform from almost every corner of the country that seems to be being ignored by the government. Uh, electoral reform, ID cards, cleaners of the voters list, um, some kind of regulation on campaign financing, uh, you know, all of that, I think, if there's some, there is some kind of movement in that direction that comes to uh, a position on electoral reform where both sides can feel that something was done, that might do a lot to ease the viciousness that we see happening because one side is feeling that the other side has an unfair advantage and the other side is refusing to give up that advantage and in the process um, maybe not following the law. And mm-hmm. so electoral reform, I think, is 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 very, very critical um, to, to having uh, an election campaign that is a little cleaner and maybe a little less vicious. Yeah. Um, you know, I want to take that one first because that is something I was discussing earlier that, you know, that the opposition right now, now that the, like you say, the, the, the administration or the Labour Party has fielded its candidates before the opposition 
um, announce any other candidate because they already yeah. announced the, the young lady for Laplin, which last week, which I think they shouldn't have done yet. Since they are asking for electoral reform, they shouldn't even be announcing candidates. What they should be doing is now they should be pounding the pavement saying, okay, you, you seem like you're ready to run elections, but you cannot have elections without these critical things we've been asking for. Um, I, that's what I think. That's what I think. They sh that's what they should be focused on right now. I'm not saying they can't find their candidate and, 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 and sign them up or whatever they need to do. However, they shouldn't be announcing candidates or be, you know, ready to, like they are ready to, um, to, for elections. Because if they do that, it means that they are giving up on the electoral reform fight. And it means that they are saying, they, 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 they're basically taking their own argument away. Because they are saying, okay, we fill in candidates, so we agree with the status quo. And we cannot have that. There needs to be electoral reform in Dominica, like you say, on from campaign financing to cleaning up the voters' list to making sure that it is an even level playing field for all parties involved. All right. Give each other a, a, a fighting chance. Well, well, my take on that is if the prime minister is, is still in the pulse for the people on the ground and he doesn't feel that there is a cry for it and the people don't care about it, it's not going to happen. Yeah. No matter what a, a position jump, high jump, it's not going to happen. It brings me back again to the question earlier and the state comment that was made, whether we are at that level of maturity in Dominica for the same. Mm -hmm. I know um, a little while back, even the Bishop of Roseau, Bishop Marzell, issued a statement for electoral reform. And if the Prime Minister don't give any regard to a call from the Bishop of Roseau, which commands a, a pretty large portion of, of Christians in, in the country, Catholic. Of the electorate, yeah. Of the electorate, who are Catholic. The mm -hmm. bishop issued a statement. Yeah, I know, I know. That's what so, I'm saying. The bishop so, has a whole electorate. Yeah, right. Yeah. He has a whole okay. following. Mm -hmm. A whole following. Dominica is predominantly a Catholic country. Right. 80% or more. So if, if the prime minister feels the pulse is not there, and no matter what the bishop says, that doesn't make sense to me or whatever the people don't want it. It's not, it's not going to happen. And it all boils down again to the question of whether or not we are at that level of maturity to, 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 to take a stand and move on it. But uh, Tony... That's the uh, sad part about it. That is the sad part about it. it doesn't that go back to well, our earlier question that... Um, you know, is it, it, the prime minister running women in 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 the constituencies because he thinks it will just placate people or make them feel good, or is it because he is concerned about what the folks are asking for? Because I, in this case, I think you can marry the two things. You know, well, yes, because Even, you know, you know, the OAS OAS report uh, after observing the election. Ask for electoral reform and also ask for including more women in the field of candidates. Yeah. You know, right? So, so right. yeah, the, it's not, it, those two things are married in the report from the um, from the electoral commission. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah. So, so uh, um, last thing as we close. Um, since so many of the current 
parliamentarians know that they will no longer be parliamentarians in a year's time. They don't have to wait for an election. Is Dominica right now in a period of a lame duck government? If we if we fam- <laughs> we familiar the lame duck concept in 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 the U.S. government, is there such a thing? <laughs> well, well, well. If 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 the current um, parliamentarians and especially those who are ministers, as I said, there wasn't the necessary sort of consultation for them not to run, and there was resistance and stuff like that. Obviously, you're not going to have um, that sort of enthusiasm and motivation coming from them. I mean, there's no two ways about it. Exactly. You know what would be you know what would be interesting to measure that? Yeah. If I mean they, let's say they, they would call parliament in the next next few next few weeks, next few months yeah. and see how many guys show up, how many people have yeah. excuses for I mean it would just there. be a sham, it would just be a show. Yeah, that you know? I Basically, think would be the, you won't have be because if 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 for some reason or the other you didn't consult with me in a manner which you would consult, and let's put it this way, and 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 that's that opens up a whole new conversation and discussion. Now you know, um, one, the power and influence of what you call the prime minister in our form of democracy and government, where if the prime minister decides you don't want to go the way you're going, I can fire you and get rid of you. As you said right. earlier in your opening comment, the Prime Minister is the only person that has the date for the election in his back pocket. And he can call it when he wants, as he wants, within that time frame. So all of these are just stuff we inherited from 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 Britain and and which at some point I would hope we're gonna change. Because, because even if one of the guys in there, let's suppose one of the guys in there, calling or whatever, say, man, I, I, I want to run again, you know, I feel I can run and win. And the prime minister, hey, you are running, you know. That's the end of conversation, you know. <laughs> That's the end of conversation. Oh, easy. So, 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 guys, guys, we, we've, we've come back. Well, how I not this or that. The prime minister can just say, Colin, look. If you don't get get out. No, but Alvin, Alvin, that brings me back full circle. That brings me back full circle to the question of no confidence. And mm-hmm. and you were just making the point to me that it's not something that can that should be dismissed out of hand. Because now that these guys know that they no longer have a job in a year's time as a parliamentarian, as a member of government. And also, considering the fact that campaigning in Dominica involves a lot of largesse, a largesse giving money to people, the Prime Minister controls the purse and gives it to his potential candidate or his candidate to distribute to the constituents to get favors from them and therefore elicit their vote. Now, you you have a current rep, a current minister, that is not the person who's going to contest. You have the new candidate who's going to be the one having the resources to do those favors for the constituents. In that period of time, that person right there feels out of place and powerless, incapacitated. There is that situation right there I am suggesting where that person is vulnerable, the prime minister is vulnerable to that person being influenced to vote no to vote in a no confidence vote 
I don't that think it's something that can be dismissed just out of hand. If you have to, if you yeah, have to look at so. it, how it works. That may be so. Because it's I mean, true. Take, take for example, take Peter Sergio in Laplin. I mean, Peter Sergio is a very vocal, very. I mean, I see Peter still having a lot of zest and energy in him to run again for Laplin for the Labour mm-hmm. Party, but he's not the candidate. And and tell me what you want. Peter have his people doing Laplin. Peter have his people who voted for him and people who still would want to vote for Peter. But he's not the candidate. Would Peter have the same enthusiasm and the same zeal and the same whatever it takes to step aside and somebody else just take over from him like that? But that's what I'm telling that's you politics. guys. That's what it's I'm telling politics. you guys. It Politics is power and that's yeah. not only... Uh, a Dominica thing, you know, it's throughout the Caribbean. Well, that's politics. I mean, that's politics. But that's why I'm saying it. It would be. I mean, even up here in the states, that's politics. Yeah. So it you is. want to tell me? You want to tell me, Alvin, that Peter would just say, "Oh yeah, it's okay, man. I, I just have a side." And still but be enthusiastic. Back yeah. to the power of the prime ministers in the model of government we have in the region. The prime minister. Wills a lot of power, mm-hmm. but I'm the I'm saying I'm saying Alvin Alvin wills a lot of power. But but I stick to my point. The prime minister wills a lot of power. But I believe that Roosevelt Skerritt, as the prime minister of Dominica, has painted himself into a very vulnerable corner. That with what with proper strategizing, with proper strategizing, he can find himself in a very precarious position where the folks that he's just discarded can wield a lot of power over him because now that they have nothing more to lose they can now say listen you need me for the next 12 months or for the next period of time before you call the election that is true you understand? True, so it's, it's all a matter of perspective and how we look at it. And, I'm, yeah, and I, I, and I, and again, I will, I will end where I started and say that I think a vote of no confidence in the government of Dominica is a distinct possibility if, if the right, with the right strategy and the right approach and the, 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 the prime minister has painted, has created the makings of a perfect storm that can take him from being the most powerful person to being a very, very, um, uh, you know, uh, um, vulnerable and threatened person. That is how I'm seeing it. And I think that a, a vote of no confidence is in order. Well, so guys, guys, well, um, listen, closing because we, we were past the hour. So last, last comment from either of you. Well, well, I guess to, to again, if we go by what have transpired in the past, and we've mentioned names before, that of Julius Timothy and Isaac, it can happen. You might have a, a, a member in the Labour Party that might be like an Isaac and say, you know what, I don't like, for whatever reason, what's happening there now. So that's what Isaac did. Isaac said, hey, I don't like what's going on in UWP. No, I'm not happy with the direction the party is taking, so I'm going to step aside. I mean, step aside, he went over to, to, to the Labour Party. Scary brought him over. So you can have the same situation where mm-hmm. a member on the Labour Party side would say, you know what, I don't like the way I was treated. I don't like what's going on. And based on what you're saying, Tony, we'll say, you know what, let's, they, they could have a coup d'etat. A, a couple of them decide, let's, let's, form a, let's do a coup. 
And as you well, say, with the right strategy, if the opposition has the right strategy and can say and can win some of those fellows on the side. For example, let's say Peter Serja. The same way Isaac went across and Isaac is running on a Labour Party ticket in Roseau North in the upcoming election, who ran previously on, on a UW ticket in Roseau. Nothing says that Peter Serja cannot run for UWP in Laplin on a Laplin ticket or Drago or thing. Nothing can say that cannot happen. We can sit here and say that will never happen because we could have sat there uh, several months ago and say it could have never happened with Isaac. And it happened. So that's what politics is all about. So I guess you're right. All right, Sam, your last, your last comment. Well, my last comment would be really a question. Is the opposition seeing it the way you are seeing it and seeing this as an opportunity? <laughs> you, That's you my ultimate another, question. You want to start another discussion here tonight, Sam? <laughs> Maybe we'll continue the discussion. That's another on, discussion. Maybe I'll continue the discussion, the discussion on FYI this coming Friday. So there's your chance. Tell, uh, tell the so, listeners when is FYI Friday. Come on. Yeah, um, of course, you guys who listen to TDN Radio all the time know, know me as the host of FYI on a Friday morning, mid-morning Friday. What does it stand for, FYI? Just simply for your information, we just simply oh, discuss okay. the the okay. topics of the of the week, mostly you know the news of the week and that kind of thing. So we have all sorts of discussions. Sometimes what we time have on Friday, ten a.m. to twelve p.m. Ten a.m. to twelve. And, and, and so, yeah, and then and then we can continue the discussion then at at ten p.m. So at ten a.m. ten a.m. to twelve to twelve noon on TDN Radio. Listen to FYI Friday, um, and we I'm sure. I'm sure there'll be more and discussion about that. So, okay. so, Sam, yeah. so okay. Sam and Alvin, I want to say thank you guys for, for a very animated and very in-depth conversation. I really well, I really appreciated the um I really appreciated the points that you guys made. Thank you so much. Yeah, we're welcome, sir. We appreciate having the opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. Definitely, definitely. <laughs> As a listeners, there you had it. Um, a very, very interesting and, and animated conversation. And I, and I think if we look at this thing carefully, I believe, I honestly believe that the Prime Minister of Dominica has made himself vulnerable. Because if you can imagine that there are a nine, nine persons who have, are currently parliamentarians, they, they hold the seats in government they were voted for and they no longer are selected to run in the next election and then the let's say elections are due constitutionally due before this time next year okay 12 months in those 12 months these people are going to be expected to be operating as parliamentary representative while they're doing that they have no power, really, because at that time, the, 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 the new candidates have to start to establish themselves and their presence in their own constituents. So it's like there are two sets of people in each constituency, which will, which will make it very awkward. Who does a constituent go to with a concern? The person that you know will no longer be there in a few months, or the person you know that might, that's, that's likely to be there soon. 
and that can make for a very very awkward situation and i put it to you that with the prime minister of dominica looking over passing over so many sitting parliamentarians people who have their vote they have their seat in their hand that's the most powerful thing the people voted for you by passing them over are these people going to continue to not realize the power that they have or to just keep handing the power to the prime minister and when he seems to be biting that hand that they extend to him or would they are they are they in a position where they would be receptive to overtures from from the government and i don't think it's necessary that they have to cross the floor they don't have to cross the floor they just have to vote with the opposition in a vote of no confidence which would bring this government down and and as a result they can form a coalition with the united workers party and form a new government until the next election those are distinct possibilities nobody's saying you cross the floor people just saying is that you have the vote of your constituencies you can do what you want with that seat and therefore you can have a vote of no confidence in the current administration then the two groups come together there's another there's more than 11 seats you form the new government and constitutionally, the elections are not until um, March next year, February, March next year. There's a new government until that time. New elections called, new alliances are formed, and you have a new government. Think about it, people. I believe that there is room for change, and change can come. We just have to be creative about it. But this is where I end. I want to say thank you so much for staying with me. Um, for the, oh, I hope I hope you enjoyed the discussion as much as I did. Thank you to, to Sam and Alvin for calling and also the listener who also called in and many of you who were texting um, and, and sending me stuff uh, on WhatsApp and on Messenger. I, didn't, I did not um, check Facebook because it was just too much to be checking three of them and still be um, part of the discussion. But I want to say thank you. This is a discussion that we can continue to have. We continue to keep our eyes on electoral reform. We mustn't look forward to that demand of electoral reform before the next election. We would like to see campaign financing, some kind of regulation on where the money comes from that influences our, our elections. And so let's do this again next week, Wednesday. I hope you have a great week. As Sam indicated, if, you, if you're able on Friday at 10 a.m., listen to FYI Fridays. And, and we will do this again next week. I hope you had as much fun as I did. I hope you learned stuff. I hope this spurs you to take some action. If you are one of those parliamentarians who are still reeling from the fact that you're no longer in contention for your seat, what, what are your thoughts? What are your thoughts? I wonder if I could get an interview with one of those guys for next week. That would be awesome. All right. So, good night, listeners. This has been This Week in Interview. I'm your host, Anthony Drago. Um, and thank you to Engineer Sam. Thank you, listeners, for, for, for staying with us. It's uh, an hour and a half, an hour and a half, uh, and it's been fun. Good night.